Today's episode is brought to you by Second Home Hollywood, a creative workspace and cultural venue committed to supporting entrepreneurship, innovation, and community. Whether you're looking for a place to write, meet, or work, Second Home is the place for you. Visit secondhome.io slash Hollywood and enter code BACKSTAGE at checkout for a complimentary day pass. Welcome to In The Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the one-stop shop for actors and creators both above and below the line. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, Backstage Senior Editor and Professional Entertainment Obsessive. I'll be your guide through every corner of the creative industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. Here you'll find intimate, in-depth talks with today's most award-worthy names in film, television, and theater. Along the way, we'll get advice on living your best creative life, relatable stories of the highest highs and lowest lows, and maybe, just maybe, a rare peak in the envelope. want to hold on to some rawness because you look at non-actors and you see the first movies or the second movies and they're, they're incredible then you get to the tour of fourth movie and they've lost it because they realize oh i'm an actor i should be an actor and i'm like hold on to that rawness because that's what the truest form there is and that's the purest you know hold on to that whatever it is that one train thing that you're doing welcome to in the envelope the actors podcast i am your host as always, backstage senior editor Vinny Mancuso, and I am, to borrow a few words from the Banshees of Inisharan, fecking delighted that joining us today is none other than Barry Keoghan. Now, to put the conversation that's about to follow into context, uh, when we talked to Barry, he was barely 12 hours removed from his first Golden Globe ceremony, uh, where Banshees took home three wins, including Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And on the same morning we talked to him, the very same morning, uh, the Banshees of Inisharan was nominated for five Screen Actors Guild Awards, uh, including a Best Supporting Actor not for Barry himself, for his just uh, heartbreakingly earnest performance as uh, the local boy named Dominic. Barry was pretty excited, to say the least, uh, and he should be. Uh, this is just a deeply, deeply talented performer right in the middle of a capital M moment uh, there's not just all this awards buzz for Banshees. Um, Barry's also coming off of Marvel's Eternals uh, and playing the Joker in the Batman. Those were back-to-back. And he's also got Emerald Fennel of promising young woman fame. Uh, her next movie, Saltburn, right over the horizon. And it's not just, you know, the successes themselves, but the story of how Barry got here uh, from the very small town of Summerhill in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, it's just incredible. And his view on it all is just so refreshingly honest, refreshingly open. It's a really wonderful conversation. Let's get right into it. Here is Barry Keoghan. How are we, Vinny? Uh, We're doing good. Uh, How are you doing? This is, I I honestly cannot think of a better time to be talking to you. Uh, I don't even (laughs) really know where to start. So I guess, uh, how are you feeling? How's it going? Good, man. Good. Last night was a a feckin' ball. It really was. It was nice. It was, um, you know, it was a good, good experience. I came home and, you know, 
I came home and I was like, I just lay in bed. I actually got home early. I came home at 10 and I came home, lay in bed and just thought about all the people that I'd met, you know, and, and just being in a room full of good energy and, and everyone's there to do the same thing and celebrate. And it was really a moment for me. Um, and I lay on my bed there and I looked out the window and the silhouette of the palm tree. And it's just like, fucking LA is great. It really is. You know, it, it's great. Was that your? That was your first Golden Globes. That was your first Golden Globes. Yeah, first Golden Globes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How? What was you know? What was the most kind of surreal moment for you? You know that? What? What? What was the? Big... When Eddie Murphy was like, "I've got three things," you know, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna." You know what? I'm yeah, gonna you take, take this notebook. in. Yeah. I'm gonna take this in, and then he <laughs> paid taxes. <laughs> I was like, ah. I was yeah. like, come on, I really need some advice here. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible advice overall. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you, you woke up this morning. Um, they're announcing SAG nominations. SAG, yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's I think, five five nominations for Banshees of Insurance. Oh, man. It's just um, insane. It's really, it's so nice to, to, to get the recognition. I, I, you know, we do this to get recognized and for our work, obviously, as well. And um, so when that happens, it's, it is nice. It doesn't feel real, to be honest. Mm -hmm. to be yeah, honest. I was, you know, I was going to ask because, like, you know, us, you know, I mean, I'm in the press, but you know, in general, people outside, they, you know, they have a very specific like view of award season. You know, they, they, they take odds, they see who's winning this, who's winning this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you're someone in it, and now you're someone in it as like, you know, a nominee, a front runner. Yeah. What, what's your relationship to it? You know, as, as you're, you know, you, you, there's the, all this the relationship. Talk. Yeah. The relationship to it is, uh, I said this before, it's uh, the only things that have changed for me is, is uh, opportunities I get from it, you mm -hmm. know? And I mean that in the highest respect, you know, my commitment, my, my will to, you know, to explore characters, to, to learn from characters, to elevate as a, as a human, as a, as a man, you know, to, you know, to, to find myself, to to reach artistic levels that I, I didn't think I could reach before and um, and to mature with it all is, is uh, as, that all remains. The only thing is the opportunities. From these mm -hmm. things you get, people will, will listen and, and look at your work. Not that they, they haven't before, but they've, uh, you know, it kind of gives you a platform now. Um, and you kind of get to meet filmmakers that you wouldn't have before because you're in that you're in them circles now. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the only thing that's changed. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm massively respectful towards any nomination that I get. Mm -hmm. They are the only things that have changed. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, in in the long run, you know, you just get to put you get to put SAG nominee on your resume now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then exactly. maybe you check it off. It's, and you know, it's it's it's. It's so thrilling because I, I, amongst all of this, you know, I think recently you also just had your first kid. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations, first of all. Thanks, man. Incredible. And I assume, you know, that's that's also kind of changed all of this in terms of like, you know. It puts everything into perspective. It really does. Um, you know, it gives me new motives. You know, I want to make a movie for him one day. You know, a movie that he can sit down and watch. Mm -hmm. Maybe an animated one. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it really does, you know, and I wish he was here to enjoy it with me. But, you know, i got to let him be at home <laughs> um, and maybe he'll come along to the next one. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a buzz right now. 
Yeah, I can imagine. With jet you know? lag as well. <laughs> it's a bit of, you know, it's a bit of up and down and, you know, right in the middle. Mm -hmm. I understand that completely. And, you know, we, uh, on this podcast, we love to sort of look at the journey to get to this place. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm, so yeah. excited. I'm so excited to talk to you now because I think a lot of people listen to this. They're like, okay, well, how do I get to that same bus? You know? Yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. Um, So I do want to, you know, I want to go back to the beginning. You know, I was looking mm -hmm. at your, at your IMDb, you know, and your, your first, your very first IMDb credit is, um, a character named Lupo in a short film titled White. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't my force. I don't know why that's there. That was it. A... <laughs> oh, I'm glad I could point it out for it. Yeah. Um, what was your what, what do you think was your what was your first? Um... My force would be um, would be uh, Between the Canals, a movie called Between the Canals. And I took this number off uh, the local shop where, where, where I'm from beside the boxing club that I was in. Um, and I took the number down, you know, and I said open audition. Mm -hmm. um, we used to hang outside the shop as kids I remember taking it down and not allowing anyone to see me taking it down because I was afraid I'd get stick <laughs> and they're like oh are you into acting and, and I took it down I went home and rang it and I asked, I asked the director I was like so i just seen this he's like oh yeah we're waiting on funding and I, I had no clue what that meant I was like oh but how do you, how do you get in the film mm -hmm. I seen you need a door bike I've got a door bike is it you just show up He's like, well, yeah, just show up. So I just showed up my door bike. <laughs> I, I got on the movie. Um, and then from that, I went on to another part, another part, and then I got a, a break in 71, Beyond the Manche. Um, and from there, I just, you know, I started to really, you know, learn about my craft and what it is I was doing. And not just for escapism, but, you know, what what is this, you know, this, this thing that, that, that I'm trying to do? And, it's so vast as well. There's so many things, you know, layered into it. Um, and I just really got interested in it and just, you know, and, and, and was blessed to then work with really strong filmmakers along, along the way. What was the, um, you know, you mentioned that you kind of, you took that number down, but you were kind of keeping to yourself. What was the initial pull to take that number down? Was it I just, think was I've it... seen you get off school, you know, the dates are in the same dates as, I don't know, at school. And I was like, Oh, well, I'd get off school. So, yes, yeah, I, I mean, paid like, 120 euro, I think. That's a good reason as any. Yeah. <laughs> 120 euro to show up on a bike. I'm like, I'm there. Yeah. And you already had the dirt bike. Look at that. Yeah. That's incredible. And so, but you meant, you know, I, you, at some point amongst all this, you're, you're studying at um, the factory. Yeah. Which is in Dublin. Well, I wouldn't say studying, you know, because the factory was, a, it is what it's called, the factory. It was an old <laughs> factory, yeah. you know. Um, and Jim Sheridan and, 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 and that they all like, they were all there and, you know, but even then, like they were just kind of going in and they had cameras and we'd be experimenting and bringing in scenes, printing them off the internet. And we all throw a fiver towards the heat. And it wasn't a school of, of any sort. It was a place where we were like, you know, experimenting with characters and, and, and cameras and, um, and watching documentaries and old movies and, um, and then it became bigger because the, you know, the, the kind of, uh, the, the, the name it was getting. And, but, um, it was an old place. I'd meet school to go here. Like I'd leave school and go in my uniform mm -hmm. and, and go so like learn scenes. And there wasn't as much of a, you know, a technical thing. This was just sort of, you know, immersing yourself in it. Would you say? Yeah, it was like an old, it was like the actor's studio almost like, you know what he said? This whole bunch of people got together and, just kind of workshop scenes and broke it down and 
you know, I'm like, what, what about doing it this way? Or what about, you know, all right, go, go home for two days and be in character. So I go home for two days and be in character. My friends were like, what are you doing? You weirdo. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, I'll be just like wearing different clothes, random clothes and all because I'm in character. And I come back yeah. and do that scene then. Um, but it was just so, so far from where I'm from, that kind of stuff. And But it, it gave me, I, I loved it. You know, it was escapism, as I said. And, you know, there was something else. I don't know. It was just, you know, and then you start getting results from it. You start getting cast in movies and you realize what, you, what you're doing then. But, um, yeah, um, an, my attraction to it is that I can never figure it out. And I, I think that's what I love about it is, like, it's just a total big experiment and, yeah. you know, ex- exploration. That's interesting because, you know, you know, when we talk to actors, you know, it's, we, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a study in trying to pinpoint any formal thing they go back to. Um, but it's it kind of sounds like you don't really have kind of a, a process or, or anything like that. Like when, say like nowadays when you get a role, are you, are you still in that place where you're just kind of. Yeah. I always want to hold on to some rawness, you know, mm-hmm. because you look at non-actors and, and you see the first movies or the second movies and they're, they're incredible. And then you get to the tour of the fourth movie and they've lost it because they realize, oh, I'm an actor. I should be an actor. Therefore, I should learn how to, you know, have uh, a proper diction or, uh, you know, how to pr- learn how to project. And I'm like, hold on to that rawness, you know, because that's, that's what the truest form there is. And that's the, the purest, you know, if you can hold on to that while learning your lines, while being in an accent hold on to that whatever it is that untrained thing that you're doing keep that and i know that's kind of that's kind of a, a process though in itself when you're like trying to hold on to it you know what i mean if, if there's a thought process that goes into trying to be raw but what i'm saying is they kind of just not have too much like you hear of actors being like this is what i do i get into character and I, like i you know i do whatever suits you you know what suits me is that my way is my way and it's kind of of a collab of learning from different things and you know i stay in accent i you know i, I wear the character's clothes but it doesn't necessarily mean i'm you know some actors just go totally full i don't know um it's an excuse not to be nice but uh <laughs> but it, it's uh i've got my way and i think there is no right way i think mm-hmm. when you start to follow a certain way you you can become kind of predictable and what works for you works for you. It's art at the end of the day. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, there, there is no right way. It's all opinion based in, in, in my sense. Is that a, you know, I, I, you know, just looking at your resume, the types of roles you take and the, and the performances you put on, is that unpredictability a big driving force for you? Cause it, it that's kind of what it feels like is that, you know, even mm-hmm. within moment to moment, it, it does feel like you're, you're a performer who, very unpredictable, which is, is, is something. Yeah, and it's, it's not necessarily getting locked down in a certain way, you know. I've worked with actors before, and the director will come over and ask them to do it a certain different way, and they'll get offended by it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand why you get offended, because it's a collaboration, you know. I'm, I want to give you everything I have. I'll do it 180 the other way, and, you know, I also want to figure me out. I also want to explore and go deep in, into this and, See, can I do it that way and push push limits and that? Um, so unpredictability for me is just kind of know know your know your backstory, know your homework, but let it go, you know, and make those choices in the moment. And I know that kind of in the moment, in the present, and is 
what everyone kind of strives to be and that can be mechanical then because people start thinking of it but you honestly need to just let it go i do anyways i sound like such a fucking idiot it makes sense though because you know I, I, it's something i hear a that's lot that's my process and that's not the right way but that's 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 how i do it um, it's um but it's i'm still learning i'm still learning and that's the beauty of it i'm still i take little bits from others and i i'm always curious to how other actors get into character and how they work and i'll try that sometimes and but that's the beauty of this man it's just a total fucking you know it's painful at the same time it's really painful but it is beautiful i mean that's why that's why i love this job i'll ask the same question a thousand times to get a thousand different answers you know because yeah you're absolutely right there's there's no one way to do it if there was one way to do it i think everybody would probably be an, probably be an actor do you know what i mean show up to the audition make sure your hair is neat no yeah, exactly i mean i don't show up to the audition at all <laughs> Exactly. There's only three rules in any Money Mason. Money Mason. Murphy already told it to you. Um, well, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, don't follow a certain way. Like, obviously, yeah, you know, be dude to, to get by, but just do it your way. I mean, I'm always under the impression that when you do it your way, it's different. That's mm-hmm. unique. You know, and people sometimes like, I don't know what it is that, what it, I can't pinpoint. But I, I think that's when you're true, truly doing it your way mm-hmm. rather than imitating or trying to do it like someone else or how would how would that person act this character or or doing doing being predictable or playing it safe or you know i think just do it your way and have fun and not have fun be in pain and miserable and happy and you know that's what it's about it's a roller coaster when these you know when i we talk about these 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 early roles uh, I'm curious if you had a, a role, a specific role or a moment where you kind of, it crystallized for you, you know, not only what acting meant for you, but like what you wanted to get out of it, basically. I still don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I don't, it's, um, you know, from each role and from each kind of movie you go into, you get a lot of different things. You make a lot of friends and and, and that's the best thing about it as well. You become one big family. Um, but I still don't know what it is. Like, you know, obviously perks of this is, is great and the lifestyle is great and you know i'm very very blessed to to be able to do this you know because I, I i'm doing what i truly love but i don't know what it is that you know it's obviously escapism and you know it's um it's purely from an artistic uh point of like trying to express and absolutely you know, yeah I mean, when I look at, you know, when I look back at your career, as I've been started doing as I prepare for this, you know, the 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 moment that stuck for a lot of people was uh, the killing of a sacred. Yeah. Deer. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, that that is it's such a hard performance to shake. Um, and I think that in, in a lot of ways, you know, <laughs> I remember someone said to me, they're like, God, I've seen a sacred movie. And I was looking at my presses for weeks after I was like, <laughs> your presses. I'm like, fake sake, man. Was yeah. it that bad? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm curious, you know, was there any thought after that performance as to, you know, that being the way people saw you, you know, it, not not <laughs> even in real life, like, like like casting, you know, in casting in terms of like trying to shake that performance? Yeah, because... definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, still, I'm still trying to shake that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the beauty of what Mark McDonough's movie is. I had a chance to really get everyone to feel for Dominic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, 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 and go with him. Um, because I, 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 there's a lot of stereotype and it's like, 
you know, the, the word character will come in and it'll come in, in into my edge. And then it's just about picking now and it's about being careful with choices. And mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm still trying to shake that, to be quite honest. I'm 30 years old. Like I'm, I'm trying to move into playing a, yeah. a dad. You know? <laughs> exactly. Got a well, dad bod I mean, going on now. Exactly. I mean, like this is this is kind of how I felt, you know, it, this was how I saw it with Eternals and stuff like that. I feel like when um the first images from Eternals came out, you were in it, you were wearing all black and people were like, "Oh, he's, you know, that's, yeah. that's Barry Keoghan. He's going to be the secret villain. He's going to come in and fuck shit up. Uh, but, you know, people came out of that and they're like, oh, you know what? He could probably be a romantic lead. You know, it was, it was, it was, yeah. like, the people took I know, away. right? The yeah. torn was crazy. Like, exactly. I started seeing myself on memes and TikTok. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, is that, whoa. Is that, a, is that a strange part of your job? It was. Yeah. It was. You know what I mean? But again, like, you know, Drew didn't have, you know, he, he, he fought for what he thought was right. And there was no. He, he bad ways but he's a, a likable character and i can do that i can do that well i think i can but you know that's that's the challenge is to go and play all sorts of characters and show range and, and have fun with it not you know i don't want to play villains or like for the rest of my life you know and, and mm-hmm. be be stereotyped into that because it's not fun being comfortable in, in certain roles like that you know what i mean um so i always want to challenge when you you know when a when a a role comes your way or an audition comes your way, what is sort of the the benchmark of you know oh this would be a challenge you know this would be something this would be this wouldn't be something I've done physicality um, I'm starting to look at now you know uh, is there an accent you know them two can I bring it to life can I I can do an accent okay but can I can I make that accent sound real and livable and charming those things um. His environment, you know, the filmmaker, of course, the story. But there's a lot of things, you know. What can I do with this role other than what's on the page? Is mm-hmm. always the question. What 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 can I bring to, and what can I, you know, can I add something in? Well, taken away from the director's vision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what can I do? That's the fun bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, that kind of just goes back to I I. I, I, it's it's so interesting to talk to someone uh, like you who who it, it's almost hard to articulate both what yeah. you're looking for, uh, yeah. what you what you do, and uh, how you do it. But I think that's you know like like you said that's just that's just how you have to do it. You know to that's get to that you, place. That's it, man. I'm I'm curious what your um what your relationship to these are these days to to auditions. You know as you as you are uh, getting to a certain I hate place. Auditions, man. I hate them. <laughs> I do. I hate them. I hate them, but you know what? It's a chance for you to put your vision down and kind of make a scenario. And I love that, you know, with Chloe Zhao, I done that with with the Batman. I wasn't an audition, but I made it a little, a little, a little short. Mm-hmm. With you know, with, with a few things, I just love kind of giving my interpretation. And um, it is nice, but I hate when it comes down to one or two and you're waiting on that call and you're like, did I get it? Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, you know, it feels like a job. Uh, I hate that. You know, it should be a collaboration on all, all fronts. And when it's when, when it comes down to, you know, did I get it? Did I get it? Like, I don't know. It just feels, I don't like that. I don't like it. Yeah. With Martin and with Emerald Fennel, you know, that was a pure collaboration. Mm-hmm. I was uh, honestly blessed. Like Martin, you know, he wrote to me and the same with Emerald. You know, Emerald came and ma- met me and 
I actually couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, they want to work with me. But like, that was, that was nice. You know, I was, mm-hmm. so I'm a massive fan of those too. And yeah. I do want to go back very quickly to that. Uh, you mentioned you made a little Joker short for uh, Matt Reeves. What was, what was the, the deciding factor behind that? And what was the process of doing it that? It was just, but... I seen on an article, you know, the villains may be the Riddler. And I said, oh yeah, the Riddler, I love the Riddler. Um, I, uh, I just thought I'd make a little clip, send it mm-hmm. in, sent it in. I had a general with me, uh, with Dylan that week, funny enough, and uh, I mentioned it to him, and he said he'd have a look at it. And then four months later, I got a call, and you know they were like, they want you to play the Joker. I was like, wow, that is insane. With the the character like that, you know, is that something you know, where where you've played it, and there's a chance you play it again? Is that something where? you're just kind of mulling over in your head in between projects, you know? Yeah, I don't even dream of it. It's it's, it's the role of a lifetime, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the the chance to kind of bring your whole spin to it. And that's the fun thing is to find the new, you know, to find the, the, to discover the kind of new part of the Joker um, Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen yet. And and that's in collaboration with with Mahi's vision and that, but that's the fun bit. We'll see if we can use this as a springboard to make that happen. Oh, yeah. Um, but you did mention, and this is something I read, that that uh, for Banshees, uh, Martin McDonough, he wrote the script mm-hmm. and then told you, I have a, I have this part for you. Is that, yeah. is that how it happened? Or is it- yeah, yeah, yeah. He emailed me and he was like, I've got this part. And I was like, he's like, do you want to meet? And I was in New York and I was like, yeah, let's meet. And I had him on the front of my phone. Because I'm a big believer in attraction and, and that. And I literally took him off my phone the minute before we met. Actually showed him the, the picture. And he was laughing about it. But, like, <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I had him on a list, man, for ages. Um, him, and, him and some other filmmakers that I've, I've worked with as well. And, you know, I, I think for me, it's a law of attraction. It's not getting, it's getting the opportunity. And when you get the opportunity, that's your chance to make it happen. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I feel I feel you can attract that in, you know, by being for me anyways, being um being being slightly religious and, and in in a combination with the law of attraction, I think, you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how that how it changes things for you when when someone says, um I did this role for I made this role for you, you know, does that does that change how you feel about it in terms of your ownership over it, over or your your how you approach it is does that change anything it's a nice feeling because as an actor and when you're always starting out you're always it's a lot of rejection and you know when someone says to you i've I've got this role for you it's really it's a nice thing it is it's so nice that you know you feel feel worth then um, Mm and you feel like you know they've noticed what you what you've been doing Um, and it's also a bit scary because you're like oh oh shit i have a lot to yeah about to bring now yeah you wrote this picture and <laughs> you wrote now this i have to do yeah, it well, i'm just gonna change it 100 percent. yeah it's my role you gave it to me right <laughs> yeah you're like, not gonna of... recast me yeah i actually wrote this for someone else now i'm sorry uh i i am curious though because this movie was um not only delayed because of covid but i, I think you also missed a good deal of uh, the rehearsals because of of illness so you kind of you know yeah had a bit more time with it, but it was a bit more time by yourself. So I'm curious how you think 
the role might have been different without that, what that extra time gave you, what that kind I, of... I don't think it would have changed, to be honest. Um, I think Martin sticking by my side while I was quite ill was, was really nice um, mm -hmm. and believing in me. Um, you know, I was focused. I was, even though I was sick, set with it for a long time, kind of knew Dominic, had him ready to go. And, uh, yeah, then I got ill. Um, but I came into it just, like, full commitment you know, went over that onto that island, and that was it. Fully immersed. Um, I don't think anything would have changed commitment or mm -hmm. or work ethic. But did did anything sort of change with the character himself in terms of like you know just sitting with it a bit more? Did you did you show up kind of with Dominic fully formed in your mind? It was just no, never, never. And that's yeah for me. That's what with every character. I don't. Because mm -hmm. I want I want room to learn as I go along, you know. If the director wants me to switch it, hundred, I don't want to be so set in stone. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm I'm totally open to them going. No, no, no. Let's let's we have that. Let's do it this way. And when you totally set in stone and you think that you have it down to a T, I mean, then it, it gets. That's not, you know. Then you're not open to the challenging or to to trying new things, you know, because you've got it figured out in your head and you don't want to change it. Um, so you have to leave room for that, definite. Dominic has a very um, specific physicality. You mentioned that physicality is mm -hmm. a big part of the character, and this is, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's the constant movements. I know this, yeah, is a yeah. pod, this is a podcast, so people can't see what I'm doing. Yeah, but, you yeah, know, yeah. it's it's kind of it, exactly, yeah. Uh, again, people can't see what we're doing, but I I am I am curious, you know, when it's something that specific, um, mm -hmm. how, it's you a find, fine how you find it. There's a fine line because we don't want to do it for a comedic point, right? We don't mm -hmm. want to do this for laughs, you know. Um, he's a sincere little soul, and you know we want to humanize him as much as possible, you know. And especially in and around that time, you know, and, and his backstory, you don't want to be. It's not funny to play with um, mm -hmm. for that. So we wanted to make that real. And me and Martin just had a kind of scale of one to ten, how far we make it, or you know, how, how far we go, or, or less. Um, one being not and ten being extreme. So, you know, uh, yeah, we did a lot of time to kind of do that. Um, a lot of ticks, a lot of little traits, and you know, and that that you know, you you kind of have a scale of how big to go. Was that was that the conversation? Was it you know, let's try it, let's try a two, let's try a five? Was it? Let's try an eight, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we'll keep a three. Oh, we go eight. Let me go eight once. <laughs> Exactly. Um, there, there is one particular scene from from the movie that I I do want to I want to talk about because it's, it's yeah it's kind of it's 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 the moment yeah. that kind of has stuck with people and it, I I kind of just want to hear your take on it from from your perspective because I think that would give us a bit of an idea into how you do the things you do and that is mm -hmm. the scene between you and Carrie Condon, uh, the Late. sort of the 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 well there goes that dream. Wow. Uh, it's it is, it is, yeah exactly it's such a such a such a powerful scene um oh, i really, it's, I really it's it's i think again it's it's one of those moments that really just sneaks up on you and you think yeah. about it and it gets sadder and sadder and sadder it's because um, because it's a left on him and you see you see him go through it you know and martin does that on purpose you see dominic go through it but not through it the way any other person would go through it you know what i mean he goes through in a way that just accepts it there and then, all right, now let's move on. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's the heartbreaking thing. You know, all right, might as well give this one more shot. Uh, one more shot. 
okay then no worries and it's just mm. like that is, it's so you know he doesn't keep pushing he's like why he doesn't get upset like upset you know it's just sort of like you just see it all go on um there's a, and silence plays a lot in that scene um, and Kerry as well like just being alongside of all I mean <laughs> we don't have much in common no <laughs> And it's just, you know, it's that's the character, you know, that I think that moment is the character. You get everything. Yeah. You, know, you get the heartbreak. You get the innocence, which, which is yeah. naivety. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just curious in the filming of it, you know, what it took. What's to... my last scene? Oh, yeah. That's very Ever interesting. Filmed. That's yeah. very interesting. I was getting on a plane in two hours after that. Jesus. Um, yeah. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I'm curious how long it took to get to where we. Where I think we we've done three takes. Three really? takes. Yeah. And was, um, what was the sort of, what was the note? You know, like what was the the, the conversation? What was the, or, or was it just, you know, letting you find it? It was it was just Martin saying, do it again and again and again. You know, and I think coming towards the end, I knew Dominic so much. Last scene, as I said, of mm -hmm. filming, to leave it to my last scene as well. It, it, it felt right, you know, and I think Martin just wanted a few different versions and he was the different, that take and then that take. Um, but yeah, it was... I literally walked off then to get on the plane. <laughs> like, okay, Kerry, bye then. Yeah, that's incredible. Okay, on. Boy, I'm getting on the plane. I, I, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm always fascinated by the things that happen immediately before, after uh, some of the most incredible acting I've ever seen. You know, I'll hear, the, like you were saying that you did that and then you, you walk off. Yeah. Is it, is it? This is going to sound obvious, but is it a strange feeling to just sort of have that moment of time that's so emotional and then sort of cross back yeah over. it was because i got in the car to go then and i just felt really fucking sad and obviously obviously when you finish a movie but do you know because that scene i really went for it i mm -hmm. really did i felt like it was the last bit of dominic we'll ever get to see and you know again he sat with me for weeks or for months actually um and i just wanted to pour it all out i actually wanted to you know i wanted to really feel heartbroken and you know and be convinced if she said there is a chance, I would have stayed. I wouldn't have got on a plane. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's a. Uh, I really went for it. I really mm -hmm. went for it, and um, I think it was the time and place as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it. it honestly, it, it it is very interesting to learn that that was your actual goodbye to Dominic. Mm -hmm. uh, I think yeah. that's that's very palpable in the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to ask you about another moment that I actually find really subtly yeah. beautiful, and it's it's a moment between you and Colin. Um, his character tells you about the lie he told to get. Uh, that guy off the island and, and Dominic's disappointment is so um, it's just so it's just it's just so palpable you know it's it's he's really heartbroken <laughs> to learn that so I, I'd, I'd love to know how that how you found that uh, Do you know what see Colin I'm always laughing when I'm filming with Colin because he plays it so good mm -hmm. um, but that scene was uh, do you know do you know when you work with an actor that just it feels right you can do it so many times you actually look forward to doing it so many times with them Mm -hmm. you know there's something new and every time you do it and um, that was that i felt like that with colin you know he gives you so much to work with you know what i mean um total pro but uh yeah dominic he, that's the thing he just switches from like you know he just sheer disappointment and that's that's actually not really that's not funny i thought you were a happy lad like that's no mm -hmm. you know and it's like that's his pure little soul man um yeah does does a character you know does a character like dominic 
I, I, I assume that, and this is such a, such a foo-foo answer to ask any actor, but like, you know, when I, I'm, I'm curious about when a, when a character sticks with you, I feel like something like Dominic, um, like you said, he is is just such an innocent character, you know, does that, mm -hmm. does that sort of stick with you and not in the sort of like, Oh, I can't get out of character way. Yeah. Just like, you know, but it, no, no, it, for days after actually, you know, and even weeks after my girlfriend was like, you're still talking like Dominic <laughs> and you're yeah. still going on like him, you know, my, my ticks, I'll be touching my nose and pulling my jumper and, you know, because I'm so immersed in you're on that island. It's beautiful. It's magical. It's, but you are immersed, you know, mm -hmm. your surroundings are Dominic's surroundings as well. You know, there's not, not a lot out there. There's one shop, you know, so it's the best form of fucking being in character that you could ask for. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't leave you, you know, it doesn't, it stays with you. The mannerisms, the ticks, and absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's that's the beauty of it, man. It really is. That is the beauty of it. Yeah. What's um what if anything has changed, you know, between working with Colin, you know, through the years? Yeah. Has it has it has it remained the same? Is it is there a shorthand now? You know, what just what... comfortability, I think, you know, Secretary was so nice to me in that, but you know, we, it was our first time meeting. And then on Batman we didn't work together, but we hung out. But then on mm -hmm. this, you know, again it was just you know, just knowing him, we have, we've always stayed in touch. He's always been there for me. I've seen him after Sacred Day many a time. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, before we kind of wrap this up, you did, you mentioned this a bit before, and I, I read this in an interview, I think you did with Vice, where you did have this sort of dream list of directors uh, yeah. that you work with. I'm wondering, you know, how you're doing, how you're doing working through that list and uh, yep. who's, been, who's been kind of bumped to the to the top these days. Andrea Arnold, um, Lynn Ramsey, <laughs> uh, Barry Jenkins. I've, I mean, I have a ton. I have a ton. <laughs> I really do. Um, I got to meet some incredible filmmakers last night. Some icons like Steven Spielberg and Guillermo del Toro. And, um, yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Um, yeah. And you know, as you sort of. And again, I get the sense just from talking to you. This is this is this is a question that, you know, won't have a very uh, clear answer. But when you look, you know, past SAG, past Oscars into the future, you know, is there any specific challenge you're looking to take on? Is there any sort of, you know, being a father? That's the biggest challenge for me right now is balancing my, my, my work life. I hate calling it work, but it's balancing my work life from my personal life. Um you know, I'm committing to both with the boats with both same energy. Um, you know, my lady does an incredible job, my baby, when I'm not there and when I am there. Um but yeah, just uh being a father is, is gonna be the biggest challenge. Amazing. That's that's really beautiful. Uh and I think I think that's a good way to wrap <laughs> it up. But again, uh congratulations on the many, many things. <laughs> You're a legend, man. You're uh, a legend. Yeah, this the, and again, uh, I mean it when I say it, but that specific scene and the whole performance is it's 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 really beautiful. Um, and uh, yeah, we can't, I can't, I can't wait to see what's next. Uh, Thanks a lot, bro. We'll talk again, I'm sure. Absolutely, can't wait. Can't All wait. right, bro. Vinny, thank you. Thank All right, bro. Legend.
Thanks, as always, to our brilliant producer, Jamie Muffet, and to the whole team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. 100% free, you simply cannot beat that. For more exclusive content, find us on Facebook and Twitter at In The Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who should we interview next? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another peek in the envelope.